Welcome back to What Happened to Us with Nate, Sam, and Hugh. It's currently a Nate and Hugh kind of show today. So far, we'll never know. The best, the best guy. No, Sam does not, sneak in. Uh, she doesn't know we're not, recording not a day early, guy. so that's on us. She got the email though. Uh, there you go. There you go. I think. Uh, one of the downsides. One of the downsides is uh, I can't really wear my glasses. Yeah, uh, I can see that being. An it issue. Hurt, hurts a lot. To, yeah. yeah. So I had the procedure on my nose and. Uh, yeah, the bandaging in the beginning was uh, comically large, but that was their doing, not mine. Yeah, um, much. And it's still, it's gonna, oh, it's gonna be a nasty scar. I, I'm going. I was in the beginning joking that it was gonna be, I was gonna go with botched nose job, but this is gonna look more like bar fight, I think. Okay, well that um, some cred then. Uh, if you're yeah, a younger man. yeah. I'll, I'll, I've got time to come up with a backstory, but right now it's looking kind of Frankenstein-y. Yeah, I was gonna um, say uh, Kingdom of Heaven. You know, the, Kingdom of Heaven. The Orlando. Oh, the Blue, movie. Ridley Scott. I never saw it. Never saw it. Oh, never, quite good. Never actually, saw it. my opinion. My opinion. I. I mean, I, I, I love. I think the re- probably the reason I didn't see it because I love that. Uh, you know. Uh, Era time not time era that was the word i was looking for like you know i find the crusades fascinating mm. uh not a, not a great idea on any level no. but fascinating uh well you know and honestly not many movies really about it we had a lot of movies around it like robin hood for yeah instance. i was about to say robin hood robin hood and uh there have been a few others whose names it's i mean hell part of the i mean it was a smaller subplot of indiana jones in the last crusade was the crusades but it was a, it was a smaller part i mean that the part there was just that the the knights who found the grail were right aids which which you know hence the name of the yeah. movie um but not many movies uh, directly about the crusades no, not i really. guess technically if you're if we're throwing rob if we're throwing like uh prince of thieves in there you, uh, all robin hood i suppose because you'd also have to throw men in tights because they all had uh yeah, they had and... moments so they, they they had an escape from that area so yeah 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 so uh but no i didn't see that i did see that uh that uh ridley scott's in a bit of a brouhaha right now with Peta. oh uh, which, to be honest, fuck, fucking PETA, man. I don't understand an organization that it's it's like being pro animal is such an easy stance, and they make it so unbelievable. They make themselves so unbelievably unlikable that you almost root against them, which in a sense means you're rooting against animals. Um, but they're just so obnoxious and insufferable. Mm. All they do is they just want to make a name for themselves. Uh, like nobody's pro animal torture and uh, they don't do, I don't see what good they're doing. Cause honestly, whenever they do these, these protests and things, it's all about them. It's not about the animals, yeah. but anywho, uh, the, their brouhaha with Ridley Scott has to do with gladiator two, uh, which is, which now. I honestly had completely forgotten was ac- actually filming, not only announced, but is actually filming not right anymore. Now. Since well, we last okay, left, uh, the we, can get, we can get, we, yeah, 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 we'll get there. We'll get yeah, there. We, we, we can, we can get there. So, I have a lot on that. Uh, uh, but yeah, I got yeah. a I got a list of uh, the best Crusade movies. Number one, Kingdom of Heaven. I also recommend if you're gonna okay. watch it, watch the extended version. Gives you a bit more backstory. Okay. So quite useful. Arn okay. the Knight of Arn the Knights Templar. Number two. Ironclad. I don't know. What that don't, is. I haven't seen that one either. 
Never uh, heard El of that. Cid looks it's like not a good. It's it generally it's not a good sign when you're getting off to like a movie list, like a like best movies about a certain subject, and you've already at number two. You you don't know the movies. I've heard the movie, so uh, like was, so that, that I mean, uh, all I'm saying is that should tell us that there have not been a ton of great crusades. Uh, there was the pilgrimage, the the pilgrimage, which was Tom Holland and uh, John Berthnell. And no memory of that. 2017. At all. Uh, there's a there's a Nicolas Cage one, with Ron Perlman of all people. Oh oh. Uh, um, seasons, uh, that's another fun one to get witch. to with the SAG. He's he, he, oh yeah, was? his statement was fantastic. Yeah yeah yeah. Uh, but your uh, your Robin Hood. There was two Robin Hoods that made the top. Well, Robin Hood, the Russell Crowe Robin Hood, made number nine, top ten, and I then didn't, the didn't other. Didn't see that one either. You haven't seen that one. I enjoyed that one thoroughly. Number eleven was Prince of Thieves. So, okay, okay. So again, that kind of a loose Crusades movie because you know, I mean, that's just part of Robin Hood lore. Then the yeah. the Crusades part because it seems to be in every single Robin. We else... uh, what was the the Russell the, the Russell Crowe one was called Nottingham, right? Uh, it's called Robin Hood. Okay. Oh, because I think in the beginning, the actually original premise is they were going to do it from the view of not a prince of not a prince sheriff of Nottingham, Nottingham. to make him kind of like not necessarily a good guy, but the protagonist. Mm-hmm. Then they, we have uh, a prince, prince of thieves. I would also argue he's the protagonist because he's the best part of the movie. Oh, absolutely. Now the funny thing there, I didn't know of this one. Robin and Marion came in at fourteen. Oh yeah, Sean yeah, Connery. I, I, I mean, I Aubrey Hepburn like. Richard Harris, is this the name of few? So ah, uh, Richard Harris, good callback to Gladiator Two, because hmm. uh, you know he played Marcus Aurelius in Gladiator One. Uh, Always like linking things. But up. yeah, so. uh, but I had, I had, I mean, I don't know, I don't think they've uh, announced or really released much of a plot of Gladiator 2. No. Uh, I know I know that they announced that Denzel and Pedro Pascal Pascal yes. are in it. Uh interesting. Uh but but the more interesting thing is seeing the rest of the cast closely tied it will be to the first Gladiator because um Connie Nielsen who played uh what was her name like Lucilla? She was um Yep. uh Joaquin Phoenix's sister. And then Jimon Hansu, who played like a fellow gladiator, uh, who Juba. plays the same role in every single movie. He's like the not a sidekick. He's like the teacher. He's always like the 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 wise teacher. Um, and then uh, Jer- Derek Jacoby, who played Gracchus, I think his name was the senator. Yes. Uh, all three are in this one, so that means it's going to be pretty closely tied plot wise to the original Gladiator. Um, so I'm curious what they're going to do. Russell Crowe said he has nothing to do with it, but I'm not imagine. I don't imagine what he could. I mean, outside of like a flashback of some kind. Probably um, you have a yeah. Peter Mensa, isn't it? No, he. I believe he was in Spartacus, Listen. the TV series. Oh, okay. So, so never saw that. Never saw that. I but you know what this is the 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 things that I have not seen is too long a list. Absolutely, I wouldn't be like, oh, you need to watch it. I enjoyed the f- because they did it weirdly because the lead who played Spartacus came obviously passed yeah, away from cancer. Yeah, passed away. Um, I heard it's a great show. It was I, I yeah, highly yeah. entertaining. Yeah, but they had to do a prequel, and I don't think they ever really got back on. It never really like the prequel was quite good, entertaining. Uh, it was a an orgy filled show that is for certain 
think is a good way to put it. I'm, well, most of the, honestly, it feels like a lot of these Roman era things tend to be. Uh, my orgies must have been real big back then. Well, I got, um, yeah, oh yeah, you would think. Um, the funny thing is, is like you know how we always talk about the numbers of the a the website and b you know the blockbuster scenario that has been going on in this town is not good this weekend or the weekend no before. no it's uh it it's bad did not go the well movie yeah honestly which is weird um let's see i mean there, there have been movies that have done well obviously hmm. you know like uh mario super mario brothers did really crushed well. it. i mean it, spider-man yeah across and, the, universe, I mean, the second Sp- one did well yeah um the yeah and i mean animated movies but even not all animated movies like uh pixar oh, no. just kind of kind of flopped a movie in there recently the elemental yeah uh, but pixar pixar's kind of been off its game the last several movies like they they're not the titan that they once were um but yeah like uh transformers I mean, I didn't see the numbers. technically I, did, I don't even remember transformers coming out yeah no, so that no. should tell you something uh rise of the the beast uh, or whatever but like, I, I, that was a prequel too, wasn't it? Um, like it, it I don't know if it was a prequel. It was a pre. It was a prequel to the origin to the original to the Michael Bay movies. Oh. but it was a sequel to Bumblebee. Right. Yes. Like the movie Bumblebee that that took place in like the eighties, I yes. think, and yes. this one took place in the nineties, something like that. But um, yeah, these. I mean, that should tell you a lot that blockbusters have come and gone. I didn't even realize they came out. Indy, Indiana Jones. Uh, I wouldn't say flopped, but below expectations. Yeah. Uh, Mission Mission Impossible did. Um, oh yeah. That's I don't. I mean, I'm very curious what Oppenheim, Barbenheimer this weekend is going to do, uh, because I mean, Barbie. I've never seen promotion like they're doing for this movie, and nobody's still quite sure what the movie is. It's a very uh, sad movie, from my understanding. It's is it? Because I, I mean, there's no from based on the trailers. There's no plot that we know of. We do like uh, all people know is that it is not made for kid. It's not a kids movie. It's more geared towards adults. Um. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll see. I've not have I have any reviews. I I was reading some early reviews of Oppenheimer, which it just annoys me when it, it. This happens a lot with Nolan movies where they keep all I keep seeing is it's one of the it's. This is the greatest movie of the last film of 25 years. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, and it's like, come on. I mean, may, may, I'm sure it's good, but I, let's stop it. He with makes that. epic movies. I get it. And he's quite good at it. So, Tenet sucked. So, this. Uh, I, so, I, I didn't even know, finish Tenet. I just. It doesn't make any sense. I, I like I like Nolan. I'm not I'm not bashing him, but it's like there are those certain directors where it's like everything they they make that everybody has to fall over themselves to call it the greatest. Oh, you mean thing the ever. the uh, the reviewers or whoever just do a circle jerk around him in his movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of those. He's yeah. one of, which you I know, don't think he's, he he's is. Earned, he's earned. No, 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 and I'm not blaming. I'm not putting any blame on him. Uh, but like his movies tend to be that like oh a, you know a, a true film scholar yes. the, the, this this is their their movie yeah. um, I hate which is uh, so annoying the uh, one thing that kind of struck that I found odd about it is that um, I guess there's a ton of nudity in it I guess so like like that seems like the because uh, I read about it because uh, Florence Pugh has a lot of nude scenes in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the thing, like one of I, I it, uh, the film was described as having a lot of sex scenes and prolonged nudity. They use the term prolonged. Um, 
that seems odd to me for for that type of movie to have like excessive nudity yeah um like uh like a, a historical that movie, you, you, like you, like we were just saying, like a, a like a Greek or Roman movie, sure, because there was a lot of sex and and nudity back back in the day. This one seems a little odd to have. Maybe it fits within the plot, but it seems odd. Well, well I guess uh, we'll about like a, bu- a bunch of like middle aged physicists in the middle of the desert having like raunchy sex seems strange to me. Uh, but hey, you know what? There's got to be I, some truth behind it. I sure i mean I, nolan is if, if nolan is nothing it's he's generally very accurate he tries so to i'm be. sure yeah i'm sure and you know everybody keeps talking about the practical effects and like did he actually detonate an entire real atomic bomb for this i don't know maybe all i keep seeing is like the last um not even just the last act like the last half hour is like the most insane thing you people have ever seen yeah. which is building up quite a bit um I mean, I'll get around. To, I'll get around to it. Who can say? But I think. I mean, we'll see how how well it's going to do. I would have guessed the Mission Impossible would have done pretty well because uh, Tom Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise does have that. I yeah, think, it, all this does is really makes it remarkable how well Maverick did last year. I think there was a pining for Maverick, and there's no for Mission Impossible Seven Part One. That's fair. It's, yeah, that's true. I mean, there's been so many. That's true. I think people um, are burnt out by the industry of what they've given us to watch. It's just like, oh, another one. I would have, you know, I would have guessed Indiana Jones. Well, granted, it, it's the Crystal Skull left bad taste in oh. people's mouths, but that was also like that was like fifteen years ago. Man. Well, yeah, and Indiana um, Jones, the geriatric Indiana Jones. At, you know. Yeah, that's true. An eighty-year-old Indiana Jones probably has put some people off. Uh, it's not that it, I haven't I'm, gone to. Have you seen it? not which one indiana jones the new one yeah no i haven't seen it yeah so it's like i don't i just i think i can be okay with waiting it for to come out on disney plus and watch it there i'm like i'm already paying for that yeah i don't i don't feel like yeah i pay for it and i don't even use it yeah. uh it's part of the bundle you know it's part of that yeah bundle, no, no, so no. I, I i i do use um, disney plus it's it, it does come quite useful but i also like star wars you do not so it would make sense uh, for you to have I, paramount no, plus. i love i like star wars I, well i don't watch the new series yeah. but i like star wars in general highly recommend andor it's uh, not quite a st- it would be it would fit the mold of more of a star trekky-ish type show than star wars it's a just good show but, yeah, I know. I've heard of of the series. That seems like that's, that's the well, one. Mandalorian was pretty damn popular, but it uh, seems like the the Andor is 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 fairly well received. And that could also be because the last several shows have not been as well received. Like, um, well, Mandalorian, it sounds like kind of jumped the shark a little bit. bit. People don't seem that. People well, Robert seem Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez jumped the shark and just reshot his own movies in the show. So it's like, oh, oh so he yeah, did like Desperado. Yeah. He did, you know. Um, spy kids within this show and it's like they took something that could have been so much more entertaining and uh, if people are wondering what we're talking about it's book of boba um they could have done oh, like yeah. a more gangsterish type thing and they didn't do that they did like a cookie cookie cutter kind of like come you know changing the arc of what boba fett was and making him good i heard it was kind of dull it was very dull it was it wasn't the worst thing in the world but i'm like eh. And um, the only two Obi-Wan. good episodes were the Mando episodes, and you need to watch those before you go into season two. You know, it's like one of those things. So and then, then Obi Wan was not terribly I enjoyed well received. I enjoyed Obi Wan. It was yeah, yeah. There were moments where I was like, "Ooh, okay, I can 
ignore the rest of this to just enjoy this moment. So there was that. Well, it's, it's, it sounds like, well, if you, if you, if, if he has anything to say about it, it sounds like Bob Iger of Disney fame uh, is, 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 you know, he, he just flat out said he thinks that, that um, both, you know, both Marvel and, and the Star Wars universe have, spread themselves a little bit thin and he'd like to pull it back a little bit which is fair it uh, seems like there's a new marvel series like every week which is like this i the the uh was it invasion is that what it's called yeah, invasion, secret invasion yeah. secret yeah. invasion um i have no interest in that I, well I've, I've discussed at length that after honestly after what was endgame the end of phase three i think something like that phase four phase three somewhere I don't know. I think it was phase. I think that was the end of phase three. Like honestly, the whole like Infinity Saga. After that, the stakes of that were so high that I was just like, eh, "Where can you go next?" And like the only thing. Yeah, I was like, "Eh." And they're trying to build into it, but the Secret War is the only thing that they can go to. Uh, the funny thing is, Secret War happened before the Infinity Gauntlet, so in timelines wise, in the comic book. So it's like, oh, it's where Venom comes into play and things like that. That's that's all those things. And uh, now it's like, well, that's not happening that way. Like there, you know, like I've, you know, there, there, there are certain movies I will catch. Like I was going to watch Guardians, regardless, and now that seems like that 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 storyline's come to an end. Yeah. Um, but you know, and so I'll I'll keep seeing the Spider Man's, uh, Spider Man, um, Thor. I'll you know, and I'll even give Thor another chance if they if they bring that one back, if they try to run it back. Um, yeah, but the other a lot of the other ones, especially the newer, like even Ant Man, I lost out, fell out on. Never loved Doctor Strange in the first place. I like he, I loved him as part movie. of the, I loved him as part of the Avengers. Like I liked the character, but his standalone movies I didn't care about. Mm, fair enough. Um, uh, so I, I like know, I just I mean, like so, Sam Raimi, yeah. so I wanted to see him get like you know do his horror style with that, and it it, it didn't not work for me. Like I was like, okay, it's just a horror movie. That's what you have to look at it as so yeah no if you look at it as like a sam raimi horror movie sure sure so, um fill that itch for me i'll say but yeah <laughs> but yeah like so you know but bob Iger, nice nice uh transition into the he's not he's not having a great week oh i think he's doing just fine nate well he him he personally yes is probably doing fine except if ron perlman is standing outside his yep. gate which probably is not a good news and that is not a human uh, you want Staying outside your gate, even at oh. his age, Ron per- Perlman is probably one of the scariest humans there is. Yeah, yeah. Every everybody was um, guarantee you, yeah. super nice, but still, don't want to piss him off. I think. Yeah, no. If you follow, him, if you've been, been following him on Twitter for any amount of time, he, he, yeah. So like you know, strike that the strikes um, since. Uh, that's no, it started last week, so yeah. it had not started yet when we. I think it was Thursday last week when it started. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know the that that's fun uh that should be interesting going forward like that not as if i mean the writers would i don't think they 53 i think on the writer's strike yeah um but i I don't think people really realized you know the the value of writers when the strike happened they were like ah they can still make stuff ah writers if everything if something's if something's already written they're good which is not true but um but now the actors are gone. They're like, huh? Well, this is going to be difficult. Um, it's going to be interesting. It's, it's it's the first time in I don't know how many. It, the first time, last time this happened is when residuals became a thing, like in the nineteen sixties, when the writers and the oh, actors striked at the same oh, time. Oh, 
Oh, the joint a joint strike was yeah. 1960. It was. It, it's not that it's a joint strike. It, it becomes a joint strike. It's you cannot legally because yeah. the DGA was also up for, in renegotiations, and that's like they got their deal, so they're happy. They don't they don't give a shit. And it was kind. It would have been kind of interesting if we had all striked at the same time just to be like no. And it yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, it'll. It, it, so the last time that this happened of the both union striking, well, all three. I guess. It, I guess. Af, yeah. After God, I still remember when after it was separate. God, mm. that's that's a that's a get off my lawn kind of thing. Like I still remember those days, which weren't terrible, which weren't really that long ago. Um, uh, but the, it was so it was nineteen sixty, and uh, the president of SAG at the time, Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Uh, so that should date that a little bit, which everybody's you know kind of having some fun with now that Fran Drescher is running SAG. So everybody's like, "Huh? So are we like twenty years away from Fran Drescher oh, becoming for president of, God, of the United no. States?" And I'm here for it, to be honest. I'm here for it. Uh, I was like, I I'm sure you I like the I I went on a deep dive about because there was some confusion about like what actors can and cannot do during this i'm not i'm sure i'm sure even for them like they were given their instructions but it's confusing what 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 is part you know part of what sag what is foreboding and what is not yes um i mean some of the obvious obvious you know the for sag after folks is you know acting you can't do that well Um, you can do like theatrical acting you can do well yes okay so, yeah you can do because the um theater and broadway and those are Fine. a separate union yes. that is a separate union completely i mean which makes sense because sag stand, literally stands for screen actors guild right uh, and after is what the um, something television i know the t is television i don't know what all the other letters are film um, television association probably not yeah whatever but like yeah the, the the um the the guild the union for theater is actors equity so actors even sag actors can continue to do theater and broadway so that's right. not going anywhere yeah and then there's a weird thing with um uh uk based shows uh, uh they can keep working there, i believe the, well the, there is well there's it's it's kind of complicated there is a in the UK, they have a, their own SAG. Yes, it's called. It's just called Equity. Yes, um, and they so UK UK based shows that are can continue filming. Like specifically, one that keeps getting brought up is House of the Dragon, the um, mm. uh, Game of Thrones prequel. That one is a UK Equity show. Now, U US there are SAG movie. There are American based sag productions that are shoot in the uk those are shut down right like and like you said with gladiator gladiator shoots in malta that has been shut down uh like one set that they keep showing because it's, it's always funny to see when like they build these crazy sets in like the middle of the uk like in out in the wilderness but, yeah like uh the, the, it's the um uh wicked they're making i totally forgot because they've been making it for like 10 years the film version of wicked with uh, Ariana Ariana Grande, okay, um, that one is shut down. So th- there's these these overhead these aerial shots of like this of essentially the the where did the Munchkin wh- is it Munchkin Land? Where did the uh, Munchkins live? Uh, was it Munch? I don't know. Whatever it's called. I mean, Oz is obviously the grander scheme, but I think it was called like Munchkin Land. Um, but there are like aerial shots of that completely deserted because they can't film there anymore. But the equity base, you know, the the 
the other UK shows can. So it, it's confused. And then part of equities like bylaws is that they, because it, it has to do with like British um, labor laws that at members of equity are not allowed to strike in solidarity with SAG. So like these actors that are members of equity that are filming on this show, they're not allowed to strike. So, but it's confusing because people will look at it being like, wait, are they crossing the picket line? And it's like, no, it's just really complicated. Yeah. Like you can do commercials. Uh... Commercial. So yeah, you can do commercials. You can do um, unscripted, unfortunately, which is why we're going to get it. We're going to get a, so much garbage, guys. So much, just so much bad stuff is going to be coming. Uh, there was a big, there was a big ordeal about a. Uh, um, Fran being out in Italy or somewhere being photographed yeah, with Kim Kardashian recently, Kim, right before yeah, the strike. Who, uh, right, yeah, like days before. And her her whole argument was that she's a brand, and I think it was for Dior. Yeah, uh, she was doing like a, a an event for. Uh, she's a brand ambassador for. If it's not Dior, it's another fashion house. Mm -hmm. And Kim Kardashian is also a spokes a brand ambassador for, for that one. And, and and Fran was saying, no, it was work. I was I was doing this event that I'm legally or not legally like contractually obligated to do. Kim was there. We took a photo. She's like, I'd never met her prior to that. And it, it that all those things are probably true, but it is a bad look just yeah. to be like in in France when you're in theory you're supposed to be in, in these hard negotiations. But there's no one to negotiate with. So No, no, it's true. And 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 she claimed that she was she was doing things by Zoom. She was on the yeah. phone call. She oh. was doing, you know, yeah. But it was just, and Kim is all, has been, that's a bad look because, I mean, not that anybody really takes her seriously quite yet as an actress, but she is an actress now. Like, she's on that new uh, season of American Horror Story. Oh, okay. Well. Uh, the new Ryan Murphy. And so, which technically she would be in SAG now. Yeah, but Ryan um, Murphy is and, one of the worst ones to work with. He doesn't exactly. care. No, it's, they, that production did not shut down. Yeah. Well, it might have now, but it did not shut down because with the, writers. of the writer strike. Yeah, no, he's like, it might have shut down now because he'll lose the actors, but they did they did cross the WGA line, um, which, and he's in the WGA, which makes but it. But he's really also at the Director's Guild, so he, he yeah. just chose to, it doesn't matter to him. Because, Hell, he's. He's probably in the the uh, producers guild. It's not the PGA, but the over the the was it the IM AMPT whatever the heck that it, the one who are the the villains negotiators in this story. the, the like, villains in this story. Like just, Ryan Murphy's technically one of them too. Yeah. So here it is, folks. Uh, the um, CEOs don't want to negotiate with anyone from the unions essentially, so they created this thing that they. Um, oh God! Why am I blanking on it? Um, it's the a um it's is oh god um the pg no it's not the producers guild yeah no it's it's like it's ba like you said it it has producers in the name it's mm -hmm. like movie and television producers association something like that but they're not the they're not like the lower the the what you think of a producer they're like they're essentially the studios you're right it's the it's exact like the studio is it the executive producers kind of thing yeah um so they're the villains in this story but yeah so basically oh, the amptp that's what it is the um so yeah ryan murphy was already considered is considered to have crossed the picket lines and kim has been on set of this show since the wga strike started so she's already be considered a scab so for the president of sag fran drescher to be photographed with her the week of the strike it's a bad look oh it's, it's a bad look it's just it's she, Kardashian you know, the, the will do whatever the hell she fucking wants and it doesn't really matter either yeah. way 
Um, anyone who has that kind of money, it's the people who have money who are like, no, we need to do this. This is the right thing to do. Just it's what it is. It is the right thing to do. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like I never, the last stand the, kind of scenario. The the public opinion, like in the court of the, so what the studio is doing, studios are doing is making it. They're trying to make the actors look bad, make them look greedy, make make the make, and it's sort of working to an extent because you see a lot of people on Twitter and and social media being like referring to the SAG members as those millionaires, like they always do with athletes, right? Um, when literally what one percent of SAG is probably millionaires, not even one percent less than um, that. So it's like. I saw a crazy stat that I guess to to qualify for um, SAG healthcare, you have to make twenty six thousand dollars a year. I get on SAG projects, right? And they, they said that eighty seven percent of SAG members don't even cross that threshold no, twenty six thousand. No. So this is not the big name. So this is not like the Clooney's that is no. that are they're you're worried about it's the, the one in a million the, type people it's not it's and which is the the thing that the you know they're fighting for a number of things same as the writers but you know it's the residuals it's ai's become a huge thing because this this bullshit that the studios were doing with ai is insane oh the, uh, and the, they put the, it in the offer they created an ai offer yeah yeah like so basically what the studios were trying to do is that a background worker an extra for purposes. an extra background worker for one day's work the Guess studio one day would, fee. yeah one day's pay the studio basically would own your likeness like your face for ai purposes going forward and they'd own it like in perpetuity forever yeah and Do and with it what they will. you know and so not only is it bad that anybody would own your likeness, you know, any high, you know, exec would like studio would own your likeness. But what the studios were going for there is in that one in a million chance that that background actor one day becomes an A-list star. The studio owns their face. Yeah. Like that's that's what they're. So that's obviously, you know, I understand them fighting that. Um, I understand the extras wanting to fight this. They're like, Wait, yeah, then yeah. I don't get paid like they'll just yeah. insert said uh, person no money for them and it's not like these extras make a like a bank they get paid about three hundred dollars a day maybe so and so. They, i mean to an it's like to an extent they have done movies have always done workarounds with extras especially in these grant like hell bringing up roman movies mm. um like go back and watch gladiator the uh i remember and this was back cgi was cgi and i think gladiator came out in 2000 um cgi yeah. was i mean obviously in a lot of you know heavy use then and it was very good for the time but if you go back and watch gladiator the way ridley scott filmed it is that he only filled the lower bowl with right. actual extras and everything above that was cgi so it's actually it, the, the shots of the coliseum are very blurry above a certain level because it wasn't real people anymore hell that's um mel gibson did that in braveheart the shots the the arm yeah. shots oh, yeah. were the same actors over and over again like he took a, a small group and just not a small group them. he took the irish army essentially like that's who the yeah, actors and were, the, yeah so technically every so if you look at the, those shots in braveheart the same actors being shown like six times mm. uh but so they've been doing that for a long time hell 
Um, if you really want to go back to low, so I watched uh, this weekend. I watched, uh, strangely enough, Citizen Kane for the first time. Really? Never seen it before. Yeah. Never seen it before. Actually, it was fine. It was fine. I don't know if I want to call it the greatest movie of all time. It was. It was. I could see where it was cutting edge of the time. I right. can absolutely see that. Like some of those transitions and shots were very, very cool. But like one, I read. I was so I was of course it fell into a deep dive of like reading facts about the movie afterwards. Um, and like there's a you know there's a famous scene with uh, where he's running for the the Kane character Charles Foster Kane's running for governor and he's in like a huge arena giving a speech and it pans out and there's supposed to be a huge crowd so this would be the type of thing the background actors would be hired for right um, but obviously in 1941 they did not have the budget for that um, so it's actually a giant it's a photo of it's it like as it pulls out it's not a real crowd it's like a photo of crap like of, of an audience and what what um uh what orson wells did is it was basically a giant canvas with like people drawn on it he poked holes in the canvas and had flat like light shining up like moving like flashlights right so it looked like it looked like the canvas of people was moving like clapping but it was just completely fake um obviously we've come a long way since then but you still need some number of background actors you can't cg everything um, well, somebody's going to try. Um, but yeah, like, so I can see a lot of the things they're fighting for. There's some other weird things. So like, okay, okay getting back to it. So um, um, reality shows, so like unscripted and reality competition shows are allowed. Yeah. Um, talk shows and variety shows. Actors are allowed to do them, but they're not allowed to promote anything on them. Right. So you could be a, you could be a guest on a talk show or, or a guest host, but you can't you can't discuss any projects. So it's going to be like, well, what, what are you going on to talk about exactly? And most of these, like most of the late night shows have been off anyway because of the writers. Like yeah. the, the, except for Fallon, that fucker. Oh, well, um, Fallon doesn't of, give a two rats about yeah, any of like, it. Yeah, like Colbert, Colbert's was supporting the writers from day one. Yeah, um, same with us, Myers. Yeah, so like those shows have kind of been on the back burner anyway. But um, so uh, you can also do game shows are still going to exist. Yep. Uh, uh, document. Wait, I don't know if game shows are going to. Ex- uh, I think it depends. Like the writers can't work on game shows. That's for sure. Um, that's true. So that I mean, in theory, they're allowed to exist. The amount that those shows have writers—that's a good question. I don't know because obviously, well, no, because I mean, I know from from Jeopardy being friends with somebody on Jeopardy that those or like come up with by like re- well they're re- the researchers and the producers i don't know if those are wg writers probably not questions. probably not no um but um so, so game shows are allowed um documentaries you can still make documentaries yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you can still soap operas soap operas are not going anywhere that is a completely different thing than sag oh, love and after yeah uh com- commercials you can still do commercials you can still do music videos and video games those still are fine um, and animation, animation's this weird thing where the animated animation producers, writers, and directors aren't in any guild. Like, there's they're not members of the DGA or the WGA. It's weird. Like, they're not in the animators themselves. I wish Sam were here because she could talk more on it because of her, her husband. Hmm. Um, it, they're just not in. They're like in their own world. Like people, have, I I didn't even realize this. I don't think people do. It's like when when they're not included in all these things and they should have, they should have a union and they don't seem to. Um, But, you know, people don't want uh, guilt. They don't want unions, essentially. No, of course not. No, I mean, I was, 
as a as a PA, so I, you know, in all the years I worked in television, I, as a PA, which you know, in production assistant, and that's the entry level, you know, that's oh, your yeah. intern. Well, it's not an intern; it's above an intern. Not, but it's not like by you know, much. that's your in, that's not by a lot. That's your entry level job. That never had a, um, a, a we. I was never in a union for that. Uh, when I became a production coordinator and then production manager, there's not technically a union for that, though you could, we were, uh, we could get accepted into the PGA, the Producers Guild. Right. Um, but you, but it was not as easy as you, well, it's not easy to get into those unions at all. Um, but um, they, they did a workaround, like when I was on Top Chef, the PAs just worked, we worked our asses off. I worked, tw- I worked a couple 22 hour days, which is just in- insane. Um, and they did a workaround with that where they, they got those PAs into the art department union, but they didn't, they weren't able to do that when I was working there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not, it, it's, it's a good. horrible industry folks, just to give, give you a no. sum up of it all. It's like, they make everyone work for next to nothing when you get there or for free for a long period of time being like, you're learning experience. Therefore you, and then there's only certain type of people who can afford to do that kind of thing. You know, the only job I've ever had where I was in a union and I was forced to be in a union. This was not by choice. Although it's so in it, I would, when I was a, uh, a grocery bagger, yeah, was in a yeah union. there's a union there. Yeah. And they, and they, and they, they kind of force you to be in the union. And when you're at that age, I was 15. When you're right. at that age, union doesn't mean much to you because you're making so little as it is. So it's not like, I guess, so, you know, the union wasn't doing a lot for 15 year old Nate bagging groceries, but they were taking money out of my paycheck. Yes. So, it, so me as a teenager did not have a high view of unions. Um, Got to pay but, those fees, my yeah, friend. But in the long run, and that's going to help you. Yeah. But um, some of the some of the other things that aren't allowed, um, you know, on top of the acting, some things that SAG covers that I was not entirely familiar with, like uh, stunts. I mean, because well, stunts are on camera, so that makes sense. But like puppeteering, you don't really think about that as falling under SAG, but it does. Um, motion capture, obviously. Hmm. Piloting, piloting on camera aircraft. Do that, like so. These pilots that are flying planes. So so Maverick. Well, Maverick couldn't be made for many reasons, but they couldn't even shoot the flying scenes because those pilots are not allowed to, even if they're not members of SAG, they're right. not allowed to to do that. Um, the uh, um, narration, which makes sense, although narration for documentaries you'd be allowed to do, but you know the personal appearances, premiere screenings, that all makes sense. That's why um, uh, Fran Drescher and SAG were accusing the. Um, they gave the the studios were gave them like 12 extra days recently like the, the strike happened this last thursday it was supposed to happen 12 days sooner was the deadline but they extended it 12 days for negotiations and for and sag is saying those negotiations were bullshit it was clear that the studios allowed 12 extra days because they wanted to get in these big premieres for oppenheimer and barbie and indiana yeah. jones which they did like literally the um oppenheimer premiere these the um it happened in london the london premiere uh, the strike happened midway through the premiere, like the midnight deadline right. happened to the point where the stars walked the carpet. But once they got inside, Christopher Nolan went up to introduce the movie in front of the the the, 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 the theater and said, "Our act, you know, basically announced to the crowd like the SAG strike just happened. All our actors had to leave. So it was like ro- halfway through the premiere, and Barbie already had theirs. So it was so obvious the studios were just like, "We're gonna milk this as far as we can," because so, oh. there'll be no there'll be no no premieres going forward, except 
they tr- Disney tried it and it's it it looked weird as hell. Is they this is another movie I had no idea existed. The uh, they made a haunted mansion um, yeah. Yeah. reboot. Did not know that it existed until I saw that it had a premiere this week. And the premiere because the actors were not there. It, the, the premiere was at Disneyland because you know as you, if you, as as you know haunted mansion is a ride at Disneyland. Um, they. Uh, so they had Disney cast members. That's what they call the people at Disneyland that dress in costumes. They right. call them cast members. They had them walk the carpet. So you had these princesses and things walk the carpet. It just ended up being really weird. Um, the director showed up because he's DGA, yep. but like nobody else. It was just a weird, it was like, why are we having this premiere? This is weird. Um, they had a bunch of influencers like TikTokers oh, and shit. Oh yeah, yeah. But, but so that so looking going forward, the studios were like, let's not do that again because that was a really bad look. So you're not going to see any premieres going forward. Um, and again, uh, interviews. So they can't do interviews. They can't prom- Their actors are not allowed to promote their projects on. You can't tweet about it. They're not allowed to tweet about it. Mm-hmm. One thing that's uh, one thing that's really going to be interesting is they're not allowed to do any sort of panels or press, which normally you wouldn't think much of, except that Comic Con is this weekend. And that is most. That's a way know, of as, getting as, money, so it's a bit different. It's a. That's, that's what I mean. Comic Con used to be a legit comic convention, yes. as we talked about. It was, in fact, the premier comic convention. That's why it's called Comic Con. But it, over the last, what, 15, 20 years, it's become movie based, studio based. It's like where all the studios, they, they premiere their new. They're not just premiering footage from like upcoming movies they're premiering footage for movies that are like two years away right you know like they're they're having these panels with the stars that do you know doing q a's they're premiering the these people wait in line for for overnight to get into these um uh, uh, the halls at, at the convention center to see these pa- you know panels about marvel movies this and that none of those panels can exist anymore or they can sort of exist but the actors aren't allowed to go and i doubt the i doubt the directors and things are going to continue to do them the studios might still try so essentially comic-con this weekend is going to go back to being a comic convention this year which you know what honestly the diehards are probably very happy about that right like they probably are like good this is the way we wanted it we hated what a big sellout it became um but that should be interesting um i'd say yeah yeah i mean so but the studios they're not they don't seem to be budging they're they're like head you know they're they're digging their heels in like they're gonna yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a long one there's no i'm not thinking that it's not going to be over 100 days it's like it's going to be longer than the last strike that's that's a given like there is too much at stake right now for yeah. it not to happen this way um like people have asked me if i'm worried about it. i'm like it doesn't really change much for me like right now uh like i lost a few projects in the process of this I, i'm not gonna lie i was writing you know i was working on things and i'm like well that's lost or just delayed? like they're lost, not, lost either lost gone or, gone. or they're, they're just gone. Delayed. like oh, the okay. companies decided to go with things that were finished instead of like what i was oh, working on then, so i was like okay yeah. that's that's fine i have a project that's sitting in purgatory <laughs> anyways and Okay, come here. Um, she wants to make a showing, and it's like, uh, which is she, fine. You know, like she's very, she's very pro studio, which I don't really, I don't, I don't appreciate that. Yeah, no. She, she only got upset when you were talking shit about this, about the, yeah. the, the, produ- this, this, the producers. So. No, I didn't bring up rage. Um, That's usually where it gets really, really uh, a hot, hot okay. subject for her outside. She's like, you told him I'm ten. How dare you? Like. <laughs> But uh, but you know Bob Bob Iger, uh, CEO of Disney, oh. um, 
kind of the face of the the big bad man. He he's. I mean, there are some other names that you know. Uh, Zaz, he's the one Zaz, everyone Zaz, knows. Zaslov or whatever yeah. the hell his name is. And then the guy um, Ted Serranos, who heads is the head of uh, Netflix. Um, these names you might recognize, but Bob Iger, as the CEO of Disney, is kind of a face of all this. And he did an interview um, where he was did not make himself look any more likable, like about talking about the strike, basically all but admitting. And he, frankly, he kind of did admit it that they're ba- they're just gonna they're they're gonna do a war of attrition. And he said, you know, eventually these actors are gonna lose their homes and they're gonna come let back. Let them starve. Come calling back. That's kind of what he was. Yeah, let them starve. Let them lose their homes. And and he wasn't even just subtly saying this. He flat out said it. He it, um, he cried out poor. Which is like that's yeah, where yeah. Ron that's where if anyone goes go check out Ron's statement about this because this So Ron is, yeah, Ron Ron Perlman of um uh Hellboy fame. If you're not uh Sons of, of Anarchy. Hell, Sons of Anarchy is what he's known a lot for, so Hellboy. Um Beauty and the Beast, if you remember that old live that there, TV they, show, yeah, kid, kids, fun. kids. There used to be a live action TV show, Beauty and the Beast, where Beauty was played by Linda Hamilton of Terminator fame, mm. and the Beast was played with pretty decent makeup, like that was quality makeup. Uh, was played by Ron Perlman, and uh, yeah, he he did a uh, it was it was a tweet, but I don't know if he he, he like he did a video posted that. Yeah, it was a video tweet, but I don't know if he, uh, if he posts. I don't know if he's on other social media. If it, like, it'll be on YouTube YouTube's. somewhere. You can find it. It'll, Where it'll he's talking directly in the camera, and he's an intimidating man. He's a large man, and if you watch Sons of Anarchy, he was basically, uh, you know, channeling. I can't think of that character's name. Not it's on Sons of Anarchy, but like time. basically looking in the camera, speaking directly to Bob Iger, saying like, um, "Yeah, you may try. You may take our houses." But if you don't watch it, somebody might try to take yours if they find out where you live. Like it was a straight threat to Bob Iger, like to the point where he could the police could, might want to ask Ron Perlman some questions. Mm. Uh, it was a direct threat about I'm going to come to your house and beat the shit out of you. Um, yeah. Did you see what the way that I saw? I don't I haven't seen like the how much if it's been verified to be how accurate it is, but somebody put it's, it, it was certainly making the rounds yesterday where they, um, the trees outside universal. Did you see that? Where somebody that was uh, a picketer, one of the SAG members or WGA, I'm not sure what they were a member of showed the trees lining universal where the picketing is happening. They cut the branches. They basically killed these trees. Like all the branches are gone. Like this wasn't pruning, like this wasn't just trimming the trees. This is straight up pruning that these trees look dead now. And the person who was picketing saying like, they did this on purpose so we don't have shade. Like they cut the trees down. Like this is, this is like a Dr. Seuss villain. Um, Makes sense to me. uh, They just, that's what they would do. Yeah, so it's getting, it's getting, it's getting ugly. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. But yeah, over the next, uh, they're going to get slim over the next uh, up through the end of the year in terms of because, yeah, I, I don't think people realize how far in the pipeline movies have are, are finished products. You know, uh, they're going to run out. They're going to run out real, real quick. Another uh, Ron Perlman movie that was bothering me because Sean Connery was in it. And I, I had to figure out what it was the name of the rose. Also, Christian Slater. So we can kind of tie up several movies that we've talked about uh, in one film. I remember that. That was like a. They were like monks or something, right? Yes, Wasn't it like yes. in a? It was a murder um, mystery. I, so. I remember that because it was it was odd casting for Christian Slater at, the, at, at his at that point in his career. Well, um, it was him trying to do a serious film back in the like how, prime eighty six era. 
a hell of odd casting for Sean Connery, to be honest. Uh, um, well, I mean, let's be honest. But there, you know, there, he just he just done sort of the Valiant before that. Um, yeah, he he had you know he had a dark he had a dark period in the the eighties nineties Sean Connery where he wasn't doing a ton. Uh, uh, in fact, I I mean I I'd have to go back and look at the years, but I would I would guess that Hunt for Red October and Last Crusade were like comeback movies for him because he had made so many like kind of incorrect sir not uh it would be 87 was untouchables oh okay that's and then you, but was, okay and then 89 was last crusade so he wasn't the lead okay that's where you know okay well was it was pre-87 a dark period for him because i feel like he was making bad movies for uh while. he did highlander i don't know if you want to call that a bad movie yeah highlander 2 he did Highlander that was too. After. And that was after Highlander was uh ninety one. So oh okay, because that was one of the that was the most paycheck of paycheck movies, and he admits it as much. Yeah. Like he his views on his former views, rest in peace. Also on, um, in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, we completely forgot that bit. Oh, one of the greatest cameos yeah, of all, all time. time yeah. Uh, nobody saw that coming. Oh, what I mean, it's brilliant. You saw the horse when he. Uh, spoiler alert: He plays Richard the Lionheart. Yes. Uh, he shows up at the end. And um, you see the horses come in the background. They interrupt the wedding, and uh, and yeah, and then you they they shoot it so well where you see the 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 armor come down from the horse, and then it's Sean Connery, and everybody's like, I remember seeing that in the theater, and they, like an audible gasp. And they had a they had a Mel Brooks did a great play on it in in Men in Tights where he did the exact same thing, and it was Robert Patrick who who came down and was was Richard, like that was it. I thought it was Patrick Mel Stewart. Brooks. Robert Patrick. I'm sorry, Patrick yeah. Stewart. What did I, I was like, you said Robert, Robert Patrick. Patrick. I was like, wait, who? From, Termin- from Terminator. Well, he's term- he was the the T1000 in yeah. Terminator Two. Uh, excuse me, I was confusing the names. Patrick Stewart came down, and that was just a total play on Prince of Thieves because it was like, who can we get that will be funny, but will kind of remind you of the patch of the uh, Sean Connery thing. Uh, um, just to say this uh, about Sean Connery's film career, there are. Um... He is not one of those guys who put out bangers all the time. He uh, definitely no. hit or miss. Definitely a hit or miss. No. Guy. Yeah, yeah, but and and I'm sure and he's admitted is has like you know like Michael Caine admits like the the paycheck movie. Sean Connery did the same thing. Oh, absolutely. Uh, um, it, it's just amazing how many there there were in between all that jazz. So I would venture to guess that League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was a huge paycheck for Sean Connery because uh, there's no. What's especially sad is that's his last credit. I uh, think. Well, it's not his last credit, but it's his last performance. I think is the best way to. Put so it. so like that's unfortunate that that legendary career went out with that. And and I say this as somebody who actually enjoyed the movie. Yeah. I liked it. He got, but ne- it was not good. I know he got pneumonia while on set from that one. It just kind of like did did. Well, man. he was in his he was in his eighties at that point. Like he was he should not have been doing a movie like that. The the funniest the, my favorite thing about uh, yeah, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen among many things uh, like um, what's his name uh, Shane West mm. horribly miscast as is Agent Tom Sawyer. Uh, like if if you're not familiar with League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, I mean it was a it was a comic book illustrated novel. Yeah, it was, it was a comic book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially, like all these literary characters are com- as they essentially come together to basically be their own Avengers, right? It right. was like, kind of. Um, I don't remember what um what Sean Connery's character's name is. Alan Cordman. But like, Al- oh, Alan Cordman. Um, then then there was a Tom Sawyer. There was Captain Nemo. Yep. Uh, Dorian Gray, The Invisible Man, Doctor Jekyll, Mrs. Uh, Mr. Hyde, um, 
uh, what's her name though, from, from Dracula. Yeah, yeah. So all these different literary characters come together, and in the it, it is a fun idea. And in the movie, there were some pretty good people in it, besides Sean Connery and Shane West, and uh, I think um, Stuart Townsend played Dorian Gray. It was a fun, stupid, stupid, fun movie. Yes. Um, but but one of the scenes that was just utterly ridiculous is there's a car chase in Venice. Yeah, that was Italy. Bad. That was bad. Venice doesn't have streets, but they had a car chase. Uh, a car chase driven where the car was driven by Captain Nemo, who famously didn't drive a car. Um, in fact, didn't come from an era when cars existed. Uh, had a great ship, though. A nice submarine, not a car. But um, that took a lot of people out of the movie. But I enjoyed it. Yeah. But yeah, but it's just a shame that that's Sean Connery's last role. And uh, I just like the fact that he brought Stuart Townsend that kicked in my head something because you're like bad casting. I was like, or not the best casting for Shane West. And then you think about Stuart Townsend and how like he got, he had the role of roles at one point in time, and it wasn't meant to be. With Lestat? No, Aragorn. Oh, 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 yeah. yeah. He, they started shooting with him, and they, it wasn't vibing because he was too young, and they're like. In came yeah that i i mean he had a decent career although to be honest i think most people on this side of the pond remember him most for being with Charlize theron like it was her dating Charlize theron but he had some he had some bangers here he's a good actor um but that's one of that's one of those sliding door situations uh with uh where what would his career been had he had he become Finished that movie um who knows but you know, that's equal to that is um, famously uh, Doug Ray Scott uh, was supposed to be Wolverine in X Men. Mm, yes, and he had a conflict uh, of he, interest. He, he had a he conflict. His his conflict. His screening his shooting conflict was that he was the villain in Mission Impossible Two. Right. It's a nice way to tie this up with Mission Impossible. He they they started shooting. He couldn't. He basically was stuck doing Mission Impossible Two, so he could not be Wolverine in the X-Men movies when he was supposed to. And in his place, they cast an unknown Chad, Chad chap named Hugh Jackman. So imagine that names, aren't you just a wee bit who I'm very tired, Hugh. I'm very, very tired. Uh, But imagine that situation. Talk about sliding doors. Cause have you ever heard of Doug Ray Scott? Uh, No, no, not off the top of my head. Exactly. Imagine if he was Hugh Jackman these days. Oh, I do know the story, but I was like, uh... yeah. And what's what's really unfortunate about that is that he was a very unmemorable villain in the unanimously viewed worst movie in the Mission Impossible series. Oh, oh absolutely. I'm like, I don't like, think I've so ever really not... watched the whole thing of Mission Impossible Two because it was like it's so, so bad. It's... I did only because of it's a John Woo movie, and right. I love John Woo. John um, Woo was on like but... his own like high at that point in time. Yeah, he was doing some. He was he he became he, he became too John Woo at that point. Way too many slow motion shots with doves. There were so many uh, doves. Um, but yeah, yeah, like uh, so. I mean, I'm sure in Doug Ray Scott's mind, he's like, well, damn, I lost I lost this 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 X Men role that maybe maybe it'll be a one and done movie, but at least I'm the villain in a huge blockbuster Tom Cruise movie. And eh. look what happened now. And... It's unfortunate. You know, it's moments like that where you're like, Duh, what do I say here? It's like, um, you know, he did, you know, he had a run, Deep Impact, Ever After. Uh, yeah, but was he people, he he made movies, but he was not memorable in those movies. Oh, no, no, no. To the point, and this, this should tell you how memorable he is, 
is that I was literally having this discussion last week with my cousin Hank. Shout out Hank. Um, about this exact situation where we were talking about that, that sliding door situation. And he and I did not know if it was Doug Ray Scott or Duke Ray Scott. Oh, okay. So yeah. that should tell you yeah, how that's... big a star he is, but that we did, we were like, correct. So there you go. Fair enough. Uh, most recently yeah. he was in bat Batwoman, uh, 35 episodes, so uh, I, I got... Oh, 35 episodes, that's a good run. Although that show got canceled recently, so... Well, yeah, everything got canceled as yeah. soon as uh, Gunn came in, because he was like, this is uh, that's not, true. not that's going true. well. So, Nate, we made our time. That is the show for the day, so we survived. And I only fucked up a few... Hey, you know what? On on two hours sleep, uh, I only fucked up two names. They were pretty big fuck-ups. Confusing the T-1000 and Captain Picard was pretty bad. That was, I enjoyed but, um, that one thoroughly because I was like, wait, did I hear that correctly? Yeah. Like, that. Uh, you know what, though? Look, Looking back, Robert, the T-1000 as King Richard would have been stellar casting. Actually, yes, I would agree. I would agree. And then he shapeshifted into Patrick Stewart. Boom. Should have done that, yeah. This See? is why I get paid nothing. For my ideas. Yeah, this is this is why you make the no bucks. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you, Rider Strike. Well, what are you gonna do? <laughs>